0: Thank you for tuning in to The Way Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we seek to showcase the way that God wants us to live by looking at what is written in His Word. The Bible says God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. This is That Way. Here is your host, Houston Welch.
1: Welcome back to the Way Podcast. I'm your host, Houston Welch, and we're back here again with my good brother and God's servant, Johnny Royal. And today we're going to be talking about uh, logic and as it pertains to the Bible and and how to use it properly. Some common fallacies, etc. Um, now, the reason why I want to discuss this with with Johnny, so when Johnny and I we both went to the Memphis School of Preaching together, and we were actually roommates. We we shared the same apartment with. Uh, Um, Hatton Allen as well and from time to time Johnny would just come into my room and we would he would spark up a debate we would spark up an argument in in good faith we would uh, find a, a topic or a subject of scripture and most of the time he was presenting ones occasionally I would present one to him as well and we would just hash out ideas we would hash it out right there with one another and again all in good faith and so I couldn't think of anybody better of course maybe there's some people who are more learned in, in um, the study of logic, but uh, I wanted to talk about it with, with Johnny for that reason. Uh, so Johnny, what is logic, or let's discuss the logos. Yeah,
2: so uh, logic, and I'll just give a, a quick definition, and it's not the Webster's definition, but it's kind of a, a mashup of, of a few of the definitions that, that I looked at. And so logic is the systematic way of looking and thinking through arguments and proving them to either be sound or fallacious. When used properly, logic allows one to know objective, factual, and trustworthy knowledge. And so the importance of logic is that there are ways that we can take facts and put them together and, and have a objective truth. Uh, and so, uh, Lagos is uh, the, the Greek uh, word that is translated in the New Testament as word. And there's two words translated as word. One is rhema and the other is logos. Uh And if I remember correctly, I think rhema, is that usually spoken word? Do you, do you remember the, the, the nuance between those two?
1: I'm not familiar with it off the top of my head now.
2: Yeah. And so I think that's that spoken word. And logos uh, refers to the other type of word. Um, it comes into uh, later in, in time with the Greeks because there's a form of, of speaking uh, they call rhetoric. You might, somebody might study rhetoric today, and that relies on three things for the art of persuasion. And one is logos, one is ethos, and one is pathos. And so I'll, I'll help the other two, and then we can continue in the discussion in logic. And so ethos uh, is morals and ethics. And so for someone to be persuaded of something, they're gonna lean on the morals and the ethics of the person making the argument. Uh, the third is, is uh, pathos, and they're gonna be relying on the emotion of, the person uh making the argument and the third that you know we're talking about right now is is logos and that's when they're saying does this make sense do these pieces of fact work together is this i don't don't want to interrupt
1: you too much and and train of thought but talking about pathos that's what you see most most today in forms of persuasion and it seems to be the most effective form of persuasion uh, uh pulling on the heartstrings so to speak a lot of people, when they get their emotions involved, they completely cast uh, logic and even and even ethos, even the ethics of the individual, completely aside. Uh, but I apologize for interrupting your train of thought, but I did want to make that uh, statement.
2: Yeah, and that's a that's a good point. I think where you could come to the wrong conclusion is if you put one uh, too much stake in in any one of those. Yes. Um, yeah. You can even hold hold logic wrong if it's not. Uh, given in love and so you could you could hurt being able to reach somebody if there's not love behind it and that's kind of paul's argument and first corinthians, first corinthians 13 he says knowledge it puffeth up uh, and, and so love is also important and so yeah, you, see, you see that a lot
1: in politics one side may have the truth but they're lacking in in the in the in maybe the morals or maybe even in in the emotion and, and trying to figure out a proper way to to appeal to the emotional side of things
2: Yeah. And so I guess as far as, and I know our topic isn't, isn't, uh, persuasion, but when we want to teach someone the truth, you have to have a mix of all three of those things. But a key to teaching folks is also having an ideal of, of logic. Things have to make sense. Um, God, uh, logic comes from God. Um, you know, Christianity to me, one of the reasons that I believe what I believe isn't only because it speaks of a God that's ethical or a God that's full of love, but everything about it makes sense. When you look at the world, uh, when you look at how, how, uh, how, how it seems like there was something that caused great destruction on the earth. Uh, it's either billions and billions of years, or there's a source that told us it could have been the flood. And so you put those pieces together and it's logical to follow through the bible makes sense to explain the world the way that it is and i hope i'm not going too far off point
1: no no you might be alluding to this um at least i'm going to allude to it you were alluding to it whether you realize it or not john 1 1 says that in the beginning was the word when the greek that is the word being logos johnny mentioned before that word is uh, that logos is often translated as word and sometimes it's translated as as reason etc Uh, but so there in the beginning was the logos and the logos the word was with god the word was god and so so that when you when you mention that not only is he an ethical god and some people may not view him that way not only is he a god of love pull you know in the emotional side of things but he is everything is true and accurate about him and talking about the three and before we stray off too far when you, you mentioned that in terms of persuasion and how, and, and, and converting somebody and you look at the gospel account and you look at Jesus, all three of those are there. So first of all, everything that he said was true. You cannot look throughout the gospel accounts and find any error in the things that he was saying, or really throughout the entire Bible, of course, was he an ethical person? He went about doing good. Uh, word for word from, from the scripture. And you can read about that in the, in the uh, miracles and how he healed the sick and cured all sorts of diseases, et cetera. Everything that he did was nothing for himself. Everything was for others. And then the pathos to pull on the heartstrings, you have the crucifixion of Christ. All three of those are there. And then it comes down to the human heart, whether or not they want to to obey it.
2: Yeah, that's, that's a, a, a great point, is that all of those are found in the Word of God. Um, and I guess specifically um, what sets logic apart is it's how you take the pieces of knowledge and, and make sense of them, and you're able to come to, to a, a factual conclusion.
1: Um, yeah, so so now in, in persuading somebody, and, and that's that's the Christian's goal, uh, sometimes that it, it takes uh, the debate and the 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 three uh, there that you see logos, ethos, and pathos. Um, they're taught in, in debate or 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 uh, re, you know reasoning, etc. Um, should Christians should we argue or debate? Uh, should we? Uh, what are the benefits of arguing and and? Also, I wanted to, to discuss as well, if we have enough time of knowing when to, to argue or to debate.
2: Okay. So obviously I think that, um, there's more facets to logic than just as it relates to two individuals where logic starts is, is in, in myself. And so, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to argue against myself in my own head. And I know you do. And anybody that's trying to think through something does that very thing. And, um, do we have scriptural authority or a scriptural recommendation to do that? And I would allude to uh, what Paul said in first Thessalonians 5 21, prove all things, hold fast to that, which is good. And so do we have an obligation when we, uh, hear a doctrine or when we are trying to understand something from God's word to, to use logic, uh, to ourselves to try to find the truth. And yes, we should be searching for truth. And I think that's what Paul is talking about there. Now, in regards to to arguing with others, um, debate is a kinder word than argue. Really, they're the same thing. Um, a, a logical um, statement is called an argument. We give it a negative connotation because sometimes when two people are arguing, they there can be anger or something like that involved. But the scripture absolutely tells us that we should argue or debate or better yet, reason with other people. And I think reason is probably uh, the term that I favor. But when you look at the ministry of Paul, what Paul really did is he went through different cities looking for people to debate or argue or Reason with, and I would go to Act 17. Now, when they had passed through uh, Amph- uh, Amphipolis and <laughs> Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul, and this was his custom, as his manner was, went in unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them mm-hmm. out of the Scriptures. And so I would say that Christian debate, um, arguing our beliefs from the Scriptures, arguing. Our, Arguing our cause is not a new thing, but it's really a great deal of, of 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 our faith, and it always has been.
1: Yes, yeah. And and one verse that I would allude to is is Jude um, verse three, beloved. When I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered for the, uh, unto the saints. Now that faith we're going to discuss. Um, Lord willing, um, on April 29th, but um, the, he said to earnestly contend for the faith because this faith was um, being tried during this time. There was individuals who were teaching error, teaching false doctrine, and so they had to contend for it. Well, how do you contend? Well, you, you fight for it, but how do you contend verbally for something that is verbal for the Word of God, well, you have to debate. You have to argue. You have to reason, like 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 Johnny said. And so, if they were commanded to do that in the first century, and certainly the same faith which was uh, needing uh, that was needing uh, some some people to fight for it in the first century, it's it's needing to be fought for today. Uh, just as, as false doctrine was permeating throughout the the world during the first century, false doctrine is certainly permeating throughout the world today. So. We do. We have to contend uh, for the faith and thereby uh, arguing, um, et cetera. Now, we've got a few minutes left. Johnny, does the Bible ever use logic?
2: Yeah, and I would say that probably two of the best studies of logic are through the, the lessons taught by Jesus and the lessons taught by uh, Paul uh all right for instance if you turn to uh uh, luke chapter 20 uh the children of this world marry and are given in marriage uh, excuse me verse 34 uh, and verse 35 but they which shall be accounted worthy to obtain that world and the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage neither can they die anymore for they are equal unto the angels and are the children of god being the children of the resurrection now that the dead are raised even moses showed at the bush when he called the Lord God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, for he is not a God of the dead, but of the living, for all live unto him, and so he's answering a question about the resurrection, that is Jesus is, and notice that he says, think about Abraham, Abraham is not dead, Abraham is living, God is the God of the living, so there must be a resurrection, and he's thinking through this argument, Um, and and I'll give you one more, and you might have some thoughts there. Uh, Paul makes an argument from grammar in Galatians three sixteen. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made, he saith not, and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. And he says, you might think that uh, that promise to Abraham made in Genesis 22 was talking about the seed that is Israel as a nation. He said it's not plural, not many people. It's specifically talking about one, and he uses that knowledge and he shows that that's talking about Jesus, that one seed.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. And and there are many other examples. So those are those are two fantastic examples of of, uh, of, of um, individuals of Scripture using logic, and because it, it's something that if you if you if you've got the truth then you have to be logical. You have to use logic. You have to, to, to reason uh, correctly. And we could go to other examples, but I'll, I want us to discuss um, some, some common uh, fallacies. But before we do that, if you're wanting to be more logical, um, read, read the Bible, read through, and logic permeates throughout the entire book. So if, you, if you're wanting to learn logic, Yes, you can go to, to to books, and they can help you understand the basics of it, and even a further in depth. But but if you're wanting to, to be just more logical, study the truth of God's word. Uh, but of course, where there is truth, there's also error. And so, what are some common fallacies which uh, which people make when when trying to to a reason or argue or um, persuade?
2: Okay, so I'm gonna. They're really just. Um an innumerable amount of fallacies because we give names to common ones uh, but a fallacy is just something that that doesn't necessarily prove sound logic and so it's when you state something it could even sound good but it's not true logic because it's it's a logic that has holes in it um i would say that there's one in in first corinthians uh chapter six and in verse Uh, 12 and 13. All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any meats for the belly and belly for meats, for God shall destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And so Paul is basically, in short, answering uh, this argument about sexual immorality. The argument might be the body was made for it. The body uh, has sexual organs. It's made uh, for this type of relationship, meats for the belly and the belly for meats. Uh, and this type of, of fallacy is called an appeal to nature. It's, it's, this is the way that it happens in, in some other regard. So this must be logical. Uh, and, and Paul says, that's you're missing something here because the body wasn't made for belly, but the body was made to glorify God. And so they didn't have the whole truth there. Right. Yeah. Um, another one would be the straw man argument. And this is one that uh, when you hold the truth, you have to be really uh, careful of. And it's probably the one that I'm in my own mind. I commit the most because as a preacher, we're always searching for the truth. And we're also looking how to contend for the faith, like Jude put it mm-hmm. and how to uh, defend the gospel. And what you don't want to do is practice the straw man fallacy fallacy where, and you build a straw man out of someone else's argument and that is to say you either misrepresent their argument to defeat it or you oversimplify it to defeat it and so what we don't want to do is uh, say for the example of someone that practices uh, uh, calvinism and uh, say that the idea is that they believe in in total depravity and so we might say that's wrong because they teach uh, babies are lost uh, the bible shows that sin is something that is related to accountability and so calvinism can't be true well they might not teach that particular uh, doctrine and so that's kind of an oversimplification of a really complex system and so there's much more to answer than than just that and i think that would be maybe just a quick example off the yeah. off the cuff yeah. of a straw man fallacy
1: yeah touching on the straw man fallacy uh, one of the best things that you can do And when when you're reasoning through something and and you see uh, you're presented an argument or a case that that you don't believe offhand and you want to refute it, try instead of, and you see this in in secular, it's becoming more common in secular uh, debates. Instead of building a straw man, build a steel man. Try to make their argument as strong as you can possibly make it. And that way, if it is still, if there are still errors in it, then it's going to be more clear to the individual who holds it. Yes, the errors might be cl- uh, at least seemingly clear to you from the offset if you, if you have a, um, a, a straw man, a view of their, of their side of things, of their perception, but it's not to them. They believe it. They've already thought through this or at least hopefully they have. So instead of having a straw man view of, of their argument, Build a still man. What are the what is the strongest case for what this individual believes, and then and then you can tear it down. And perhaps it, it depends on what side of things you 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 are. Uh, you may find that they may actually hold the truth. Now, as as members of the church, I'm not saying that 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 whatever argument it may be, X, Y, or or C, uh, A, B, C, whatever. <laughs> I'm not saying that that is true, but I'm saying for anybody who is in a debate and you do build a still man out of their argument, out of their case, you might find that, that, that yours is the side that's wrong. Now, you yeah. don't want t- to dive too deep into it and get head over heels into it. Uh, you still need to be firmly grounded in, in your position, but also it shows that we need to be willing to change as well.
2: And I, I, I would say that the same things that, that anybody calls for in logic and debate are the same things that we should have. Most oftentimes we call for uh, uh, an and open mind and honesty. And many people have been converted because they had an open mind and were honest. They didn't hold the correct position, but because they were willing to actually think through logically, they themselves came to the truth. And so I completely you know agree with, with those sentiments.
1: Absolutely, so- uh, if, you, if you stay tuned in, we appreciate you and we, we hope that, that this has helped you um, continue to practice logic or, or try to practice logic. If you, if, you, if you don't believe that you do already, practice logic, uh, be more logical and, and reason through things. It'll help you uh, just to think. It, 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 that's essentially what it is, is just thinking properly, learning to think for yourselves if you stay tuned in, we do appreciate you. Uh, be sure to rate and review. Lord willing, Johnny's going to be back with us on April 29th, and we're going to be discussing faith uh, then. Uh, if you're listening to us through Facebook, be sure to like and share it. Go check out the Scattered Abroad Network page. Be sure to like and share it as well. We do appreciate you, and have a good day.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. May God bless you.